Hi, welcome to Astrobabble. I'm Donna from Donna B Astrology. And I'm Linda from Scullywag Astrology. And today we are going to be talking about the full moon in Pisces. This is going to be the 27th mansion, according to Christopher Warnock's book on the mansions of the moon. And this is has the nature of Mars and Mercury. Those planets, um, it's called, it's actually called the lower spout of the water bucket. And it is in reference to ruin of resources, possible damage. It can cause obstruction. It's It can cause endangerment and hindrances, malice. On the positive side, it can unite allies. It can increase harvests, um, heal illness as well. It can, it, it can impede buildings that are being built. And there is also peril at sea. So that is, those are, those are some of the things to watch out for. Also, it is good for incarceration, uh, prolonging the incarceration of captives. So if you have a, uh, a parole um, <laughs> oh. <laughs> meeting during oh. this, this time, chances are it's not going to work out real favorable. I thought you were going to say if you've got a captive. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully nobody has a captive. <laughs> Don't want to see any of that, but mm. yeah, if you are if you are a captive in like at the 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 criminal system, mm. I would not be scheduling a parole meeting mm. during that time. Yeah, it's a pretty so moon mansion. It is. It is. Uh, it's got a. It's got a lot of things that you can do to uh, thwart your your progression forward it's it can it can really be taking down things it seems like it's taking down things either you know hindrance or yeah it's it just it seems malicious <laughs> yeah yeah mars is definitely showing there isn't it rather than the mercury yeah yeah and then i think you know the mercury retrograde um during this part is really helping that maliciousness yeah though it's interesting so. that we've had when mercury first entered virgo mars was already there and usually mercury would have caught up with it but because it's been getting ready to station retrograde it's been moving very slow and now by the time of the full moon mars's director moved forward and uh, Mercury's turned around. So I wonder if that will actually be helpful. I know, you know, planets aren't in strong condition when they're retrograde, but at least concerning this moon mansion, it might be actually good that they've actually, Mercury's turned around and they're moving in separate directions. That might be. <laughs> it could be a good saving grace if if that's how it will manifest, for sure. And, you know, Mercury is pretty strong because it's in its sign of its domicile and exaltation. So that might be somewhat helpful too. Yeah. But yes, what else have we got going on here? For the new moon or the full yeah, moon? The full moon. Venus is in a version. Jupiter is sextile the full moon. Ah, and then we've got Saturn with the full moon. Mm. Which is a shame. And Mars yeah, those are version. Helpful. Hmm interesting well mm -hmm. mm -hmm. yeah um you would think that it's a a slow a slow month there's not a lot of aspects with this um but still 
there's a lot more energy that seems to be under the surface that isn't jumping off the page than, you know, just looking at a simple chart because <laughs> all the planets, some of them are, some of them are retrograde. Some of them are going to be moving retrograde. Some of them are going to be moving direct and yeah, it's, it's, they've got their own uh, drumbeat. It seems. Yeah. A lot of changing directions for some of these planets. So. Well, as it is for this new moon, we've got Saturn is retrograde, Neptune's retrograde, Chiron is retrograde, Uranus is retrograde, Venus is retrograde, It's and the nodes are retrograde, which and, and Pluto is retrograde. So though, that's a lot. That's a lot to be retrograde. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if you mentioned Mercury's retrograde. It's newly retrograde. Yeah. So, yeah. And then we have Jupiter that will retrograde very soon in this yes, it's a week later so <laughs> well i think it's about yeah about a week and then four, four days actually mm. five and but venus is going to change she's going to go direct so that's something and then she'll be recovering all that old ground that you have been whatever mm -hmm. you've been contemplating changing up for these last couple of weeks She's going to be re-going over that same ground that you are contemplating and maybe making some changes. Yeah. It will be very interesting. Yeah. Just looking at the essential dignities. Mercury is the strongest planet there. Hmm. Well, shall we have a look at the horoscopes? Sounds like a great idea. Uh, and this is a full moon, so it tends to be about high points, culminations, and sometimes endings. And we recommend that you listen to your ascendant sign horoscope rather than your sun or moon. And we've done a video all about that if you're not sure why that's the case. And so um, if you are a Pisces, uh, this full moon is going to be happening in your first house. And this is where things will be coming, coming together that you've been working on maybe for six months, maybe when the new moon was happening for you. This is going to be things that are going to be, you know, coming to fruition. If you were working on something for yourself, as far as maybe getting a, a you know, an appointment that was hard out to get an appointment, it would, this would be a time to yeah, more that more that you were doing something more for yourself. If you were, if you wanted to get a new wardrobe, this would be maybe you finally found that last piece that you were looking for, or if you were whatever you are trying to do for yourself, this is going to be culminating and coming to fruition around this time. This is the this is this is a time where where things are going to coming to you that you have been working on just personally, not, not with your, your spouse or, or your significant other, or with your community or groups or friends. This is what you're working on just for yourself. So mm. this is a great time. <laughs> and if you are an Aquarius ascendant, this full moon is happening in your second house. The second house is about our income, finances, and resources. So there might be high points. So maybe there's a bonus comes your way or some sort of personal financial high point could be associated with resources. So maybe you get your hands on something that's going to be helpful to you in some way. Yeah. Or it could be endings. So it could be, you know, the end of some sort of stream of income, but 
full moons do tend to be, you know, hopefully more about high points or combinations like a harvest. It could be that, you know, there's a big lump sum at this time or, you know, a medium-sized lump sum or even a small lump sum, but some sort of, uh, you know, high point or culmination. It might be a, a final payout, though. And if you are a Capricorn, this full moon is going to be happening in your third house. The third house, um, if you have elementary age children, this will be um, maybe they're, it's it's coming together where they're actually going back to school. This will be things that are happening in your community or early education. It could as well be um, if you were looking to buy a car, this would be a time if you were a Capricorn rising, this is when it's it's going to come to fruition. It's it's it's. Whatever you started working on a, a while back, this is when it's 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 coming, and that's um, it. It also has something to do with journalism, not a, not really publishing, but but writing, um, how you communicate. This is all that house that you know. The third house is if you're a Capricorn rising. This is where it, the full moon is going to be at, and that is the house of early education, how you communicate, your community. So things will be coming to you. Um, as far as those topics are concerned. And if you are a Sagittarius Ascendant, this full moon is happening in your fourth house. The fourth house is our family, including our parents in particular. It's also our home and living situation and real estate matters. So it could be that this isn't really associated with you. It could be something that's happening to your parents, some high point or ending or culmination. Or it could be to do with your home, living situation. And that could be something as simple as somebody's leaving or, you know, you've been working on some project at the home that kind of comes to some high point at this time. Or, you know, a real estate matter. And if you are a Scorpio rising, this full moon is going to be happening in your fifth house. The fifth house is the house will be concerning um, your children or things that you create could also be hobbies as well as um, entertainment things that you do for fun so this will be a really nice house for um, those things are coming to you so with the full moon you know it's an it's indicative of what you've been working on this will be coming out to fruition so if you were working on getting concert tickets maybe six months ago you'll be going to the concert uh, right about now because that's it's that this is the house where all that happens yes very nice house the fifth and if you are a Libra ascendant, this full moon is happening in your sixth house. The sixth house is associated with illness, but also service to others, those that work for us, can include people that you work with, or pets. So this could be a high point or a culmination to do with one of those matters. It could be, you know, maybe you've been wanting to get a pet and now's the time that you get that pet. It could be somebody, particularly those that serve others in some form, which can include doctors, nurses, firefighters, uh, police people. You know, this could be graduating from an academy or graduating from a course. Yeah, or it could be, you know, you've got an employee that's leaving at this time or a co-worker that's leaving at this time. Regarding illness, hopefully for some it might be uh, the end of a course of treatment or the end of uh, an illness running its course. There is Saturn very close to this full moon. It may have taken a very long time, perhaps, 
much longer than it usually would. That Saturn is retrograde too. Yeah, particularly with Neptune in the sixth, it, it may have taken a long time to, you know, come about or be discovered what exactly what it was. Same for if you were, you know, people that um, serve others, you know, it may have been a long and winding road to getting to this point. So it's, Pisces is in a very interesting position at the moment. You know, we've got the full moon there, but we've also got Saturn, which is, you know, all about your boundaries and that and discipline and hard work. And then you've got Neptune, which is all airy-fairy kind of blurring the boundaries. So it's an interesting combination. Well, definitely, because uh, I know somebody with a Libra rising who has been going for test after test after test after test. And I'm thinking this may be the time when that test is going to actually show oh. what we need to see. Ah, oh, very interesting. That is yeah. very, that is, that is, that is very good news for the Libra Risings. Oh, very good. Because the man should also, it's good to heal, oh. heal illnesses. So that's just perfect. Mm. Good, mm. good pick up on that. <laughs> <laughs> Certainly wish them well. Nothing worse than being ill and not knowing exactly why. So, well, good news for the Libras. But if you are a Virgo, not but if you are a Virgo, this, <laughs> this is going to be happening in your seventh house. This full moon is going to be happening in your seventh house. Your seventh house is the house of the other person. So if you were working on something with a significant other, whatever that is, might be coming to fruition. This also could be uh, also telling of an appointment that you've been trying to get with, with one other person. So it, or the appointment might be, Actually, you might be actually going to the appointment that you you tried making about six months ago. This is a perfect time for those types of things that you have that things that are coming to fruition with that one other person. Mm, yeah. And if you are a Leo ascendant, this full moon is happening in your eighth house. The eighth house is the house of other people's money. It's also to do with mortality. So it can include things like wills death just to be a bit cheery <laughs> not usually death though remember you know you will have a full moon in your eighth house at least once a year usually once a month <laughs> well <laughs> well not a full moon but you'll have the moon in oh the... yeah <laughs> you'll have a full moon in the eighth house at least once a year though <laughs> oh and and that's what we forgot to mention too this is a blue moon too this is the um second full moon in the month so mm. but look it's also uh shared finances and resources so this is debts loans um, joint finances financial agreements in general tax insurance uh superannuation 401ks yeah it's a, a lot of things like that so there might be a high point or an ending to do with one of those matters. You know, maybe you've been trying to sort out a deal, you know, and this could be you are actually going into business with someone. So you're pooling resources and you've sorted out the paperwork, you know, you've got the go ahead or you've been waiting for this loan to come in. That would be a high point. But it's also like, you know, for couples that are divorcing or separating, you know, you might be sorting out financial agreement, how you're going to split those resources and it's finally agreed. That's a high point and an ending sort of thing. So 
all those things are applicable. Right. And, and that's the other thing too. This eighth house, it can also be in anxiety and worry. Oh, that's what I find it can be very much too. So if you're feeling this month, you know, that there's been a lot of anxiety, hopefully maybe when it kind of moves out of there a little bit, it will lessen a bit. Um, you do have Neptune there though. So it's kind of like, it might be like a kind of a, what do they call it? Free ranging GAD, generalized anxiety disorder. It might feel like that. It's like, I'm anxious, but I don't know why, which is a horrible feeling. If your significant other's money is coming in, mm. this could, this could be, this could be um, showing of that. And I, I do have a Leo that that is happening to where her significant oh, nice. other is is getting a new job so yeah perfect very interesting <laughs> and if you are a cancer rising the full moon's going to be happening in your ninth house and the ninth house is the house of publishing law as well as some esoteric subjects and maybe foreign travel as well as religion and how you see the world you know from from a bigger spec perspective not 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 the lower not not the details not like virgo we'll we'll look at the details this is more of a, a general uh bigger picture but yeah if you are a cancer rising you are looking for philosophical changes that might be coming to you that you've been contemplating uh, and, and you started about six months ago this might be when it's coming to fruition if you had a book and you were um wanting to get that published this might be the time where it is actually going to go to the publisher. This is a good time to get those subjects taken care of. Any legal matters? Yeah, legal matters. That's a big one too. And if you are a Gemini ascendant, this full moon is happening in your 10th house. So the 10th is very, very visible. So you may have the spotlight on you in some form or fashion. This is the house of our career and public reputation. So it could be something big happening at work. It could be you've had a project that's finally coming to an end. You may be recognized, whether that's at work or for something else that you do just generally, because this is the house of uh, recognition, reward, honors. It's also the house of um, infamy. We've got fame, but we've also got infamy. So if you're misbehaving, just be aware that spotlight's on you at the moment. So maybe just try and behave yourself for the next two weeks. <laughs> I love telling people that when they get the full moon in the 12th, in the 10th. <laughs> uh, but look, generally, it, it's nice. It's it's an angular house. It's very visible. Yeah, hopefully very nice things. We do have Saturn there. So maybe these rewards or recognition or finishing whatever it is that's being taken care of has taken a lot longer than you expected initially but um it looks like the end is in sight so hopefully it all goes well and if you are a taurus rising this full moon is going to be happening in your 11th house the 11th house is the house of your hopes and dreams as well as groups and organizations and the friends that support you. So with all of those things, this will be coming something coming to fruition around those topics. Very like nice. if you were if you had joined a club and you know they're having their big gala or meeting and things that you've been working on. So it'll it'll finally come to fruition, which is nice. 
Very nice. And if you are an Aries ascendant, this full moon is happening in your 12th house. The 12th house can be a challenging house. It's associated with our undoing. So this can be related to addictions, bad habits, escapism. It's also a place of exile, which can mean being far away, away from all that's familiar. It can be literally in another country, but it can also be going away, locking yourself away from your usual routine, working behind the scenes, going on retreat. But it's also places of confinement too, like prisons and hospitals. So there's a lot there that uh, it could encompass. For a lot of people, though, this is just a time of rest. But, you know, if that rest is kind of enforced on you, not so wonderful. Some people don't know how to fully relax. It's a very underrated skill, being able to relax. <laughs> but full moon, so this could be a high point, culmination or completion. Maybe you've been working behind the scenes. Well, actually, this would probably be a bad place to be working behind the scenes because you got the full moon there. So you might be exposed in some way. But maybe if you've been hospitalized or if you've been incarcerated in some way, and this could be not even necessarily perhaps literal jail sentence. This could be you feel like you've been imprisoned in some way. Maybe there's uh ending to do with that. It could be maybe you are getting away, whether that's overseas or just, you know, taking yourself out of the scene for a while, you know, going on a retreat of some sort. Or it could have something to do with bad habits you know there may be a high point <laughs> well yeah <laughs> that just sounds weird <laughs> but uh I I'm kind of thinking that it's more of Jupiter in the 12th but um yeah it's it's a high point or um it could be an ending you know maybe you're coming to you know a point where like enough's enough I'm gonna knock this on the head now you do have Saturn in there but it's with Saturn in Pisces, so you've also got Neptune in there, so and Neptune's very woozy and uh, quite often associated with, um, wouldn't say addiction, but certainly drugs. But yeah, yeah, high point culmination or ending to do with what could be a self-defeating um, habit, addiction, but also, you know, maybe you've just been not as visible and maybe that's a time where it's okay, enough of this, and um, you're going to start preparing yourself to be more visible. I like that. I mean, if you if you have uh, even an addiction problem, I mean, this is this is that that 12th house is the house of, you know, going away and getting that help that you might need. So this this is and, mm. and the moon mansion is is supporting healing. So mm, it, a it's a great idea. If you do have an issue with drugs or alcohol or any other kind of of addiction, this is a good time to I think take care of it, you know, yeah, get it well, to that, the culmination. That's really interesting. Like you were saying, like it's good for captives, like to keep them captive. So like if you've had problems kind of being able to stay the course of um, some sort of say rehab program or something, yeah, maybe that would actually be a good use for it with the 12th house. Interesting. 
even though it, it's it's hard energy and it, it can be challenging energy, it's still useful energy. The energies are still there for those mm -hmm. that need them. So I, I am totally all about, you know, get the help and lock yourself away. If that's what you need to do, do it because nobody else is going to do it for you. When it, when it comes to self-healing, self-healing is exactly that. You've got to do it yourself. You, you're the only person who, who's got that control. And, and for Aries ascendants in particular, you've got um, Mercury retrograde mm -hmm. in the sixth house of Aries. In the sixth house. So you're readdressing mm -hmm. those things. Mm -hmm. And even though that Mercury is retrograde, it's very strong. It's, um, you know, exalted and um, in domicile. For Aries ascendants in particular, you've got um, Mercury retrograde mm -hmm. in the sixth house of Aries. In the sixth house. So you're readdressing mm -hmm. those things. Mm, mm. and even though that mercury is retrograde it's very strong it's um you know exalted and um in domicile so it's in a good position yeah so it's in a good position yeah well donna do you have a crystal for us well donna do you have a crystal for us i do and i was just thinking about that when you were a couple of houses or yeah, a couple of houses back. I do. And I was just thinking about that when you were a couple of houses or yeah, a couple of houses back. The crystal that I have, it's called blue kyanite. And I did it. I picked this stone and it's re I mean, it can be really blue. The crystal that I have, it's called blue kyanite. And I did it. I picked this stone and it's re I mean, it can be really blue. And I have a couple of them. And I have it. I have each one of these because I use it all the time. This is a great stone. Um, it has it's 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 pretty hard. It's like a six or a seven, but this has the most hardest of yeah, six or seven. Um, it, but it creates rapid, rapid transfers of energy. This is also great for lucid dreaming. <laughs> According to, according to the Book of Stones, <laughs> which is which is my source, um, it also is good for it helps according to to that bucket. It also is it helps you link the physical, astral, and casual bodies. So it 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 kind of brings all of that together so that you can get all that information, um, all that downloaded information. It is also good if you use it with other kind of kyanites. Um, it's really good for self-healing, but this does help you with lucid dreaming. So I think I'm going to be tucking these ones away for a little while. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I will, I, I will write, a, I will, I will tuck these away, but I will write a, a, an article about it. Um, I'm having a little bit of issue with dreaming here. Mm -hmm. Um so so yeah and this and this is this does exactly what it says it's supposed to do so and but i use it i use it for mercury i use it for nerves um it's not listed at that but that's that's this is my stone that i go to um when somebody has like a nerve issue it's pretty hard but it's um it's got like a pearlized i don't know if you can see it like on that on this flat surface it's it's um it almost looks like a like a mother of pearl kind of a coating mm -hmm. it, it's it's a really pretty um stone nice and blue it works yeah. on the throat chakra and the third eye so it's called blue kyanite and it's that's the stone <laughs> very nice which if you don't want lucid dreaming i would highly recommend you not touch it <laughs>
Yes, me and Donna were talking about lucid dreaming before we started recording. I was saying that it always wears me out. It's like I wake up more exhausted. Than... <laughs> but I'm just thinking, I wonder if lucid dreaming and how you react to it is more dependent on your Mercury position. Like my Mercury is in Pisces, so, you know, it's ruled by Jupiter, so it just goes too far. Where's your Mercury in Scorpio? Mercury is in Scorpio, so I, I go in for that deep stuff, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, I just wake up exhausted. It's just like, ah, now I've got to go to work. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's not good. Yeah, it, yeah, it, it really it really pays to pick up, to know the stones before you even pick them up because they can really, if you're not expecting them to mm. create issues in your life if you're not ready for them <laughs> yeah yeah mm. and you said something about the physical the mental and the did you say casual the physical the astral and the casual bodies because you have okay you have your physical body and then you have your energetic body and then you have that body that's way um higher than that than than just your physicalness so that's the really high one is the astral Mm -hmm. so which one is the casual like would be the energy? the electric well yeah i just i was just curious so i figure if if i'm curious maybe other people are curious i'm like what what is she on about <laughs> okay. yeah well very good and you'll write an uh, article for us i will okay so we have the aspects for the next two weeks and we don't have many no, it, it, it does seem like there's not a whole lot going on. But after we talk about what the aspects are, you can make your own decisions because it, there seems to be, well, a lot of the planets are retrograde. So as I mentioned earlier. So first off, Venus stationing direct. So this will be a great relief for a lot of people. We are still within the shadow period though. Her, her shadow period ends uh, October 7th. She's got to get all the way back up to 28 Leo because she's at 12 Leo when she stations direct. But a lot of things should start to kind of settle down to do with wherever Leo is in your chart, but also the houses that have Taurus and Libra in them, they might settle down a little bit too. That is very nice. Yeah. Um, when Venus is going direct, it's it still has to go through that shadow period that it that it was going through when it was retrograde. So any of those issues that you've been experiencing, what, since uh, July 22nd, or yeah, July 22nd, when it went into retrograde, you're going to be readdressing those types of issues that you've been going over since July. Yeah, I just realized I've got the, um, the shadow dates here. <laughs> I was looking straight at them, but not seeing them. It's very early morning here. <laughs> it's shadowy. And this Mercury retrograde is really messing with me. Uh, yeah, so the shadow period for this Venus retro is from the 19th of June until the 7th of October. So that's a significant amount of time. But yeah, once we're out of the actual retro phase, hopefully things will start to kind of get a little bit back more on track. So that, whether that's to do with relationships, whether that's, you know, romantic, friendship, even people that you deal with just on a day-to-day -day basis or whenever uh but also art and beauty and 
you know, values to a certain extent. So it'd be very interesting. Uh, Venus only retrogrades about once every 18 months. So, you know, maybe you've had a bigger reevaluation of those matters, particularly if you have planets at fixed signs. So Leo, Aquarius, Taurus and Scorpio. So that is Venus stationing direct. Hopefully things to do with your Leo house will soon start to settle down. Be uh, nice. I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> yeah. And then we're going to have retrograde Mercury trine Jupiter, which is really interesting because not long after this, Jupiter is going to station retrograde. So, but currently at this time, Jupiter is what we call stationing. So it's more or less at a standstill or coming to a standstill, but it's not actually retrograde yet. It's so close though. It is a trine, so that's nice. Good time for great ideas, big picture thinking and that, but that Mercury, even though it's really strong, even though it's in Virgo where it's exalted and in domicile, it's still retrograde. And not only that, it's under the beams of the sun. So it's, well, it's not even under the beams of the sun, it's combust, you know, it's burnt up. So could be a lot of good ideas, but you're kind of not able to put them into action or, you know, you need to refine them or there's miscommunications or just misunderstandings. Yeah. And when you're saying that, when you're saying miscommunications and misunderstandings, you're actually saying big communications and mm. big misunderstandings jupiter is that planet of expansion and with its stationing mm. it's just saying you know what i want to make my this energy that i'm bringing which jupiter is wants to bring bigness to it it's it's saying basically to itself i want to make this problem big <laughs> so those big miscommunications and those big misunderstandings so you know this is this is telling you and the moon is so close to it, it it's saying you know really think twice about you know how do you want to come off how do you you know is it better to just you know be like mercury and keep it under the beams you know just just have it burnt up until it's you can fully express yourself because when when any whenever a planet is stationing it's more of an impact on that one degree of your your zodiac your your chart than it normally would ever ever have and and just that trying to mercury mercury's already saying you know what hey i'm retrograde and i'm already going sideways so you know if you want to add anything to the mix Hmm. Make sure you're okay with it going sideways. <laughs> oh my goodness. So that's the way to look at that one. <laughs> oh, I'm, like, I'm, I'm scrambling to try to figure out how, how can you spin that in a positive way? The positive way is you've been warned. <laughs> or it could be, it could be, it could be big things, but you're not going to really, you're not going to be able to, to, to draw and focus in on what, what it's going to expand because Mercury itself is retrograde, you know, and with Jupiter wanting to expand and Mercury sent like all over the place, like, you know, do I want to, you know, go in for surgery or do I want to make, you know, clay snowmen? It's, it's, they're, they can be really so different and I'll, I'll be the same, you know, result is what I was trying to say. Yeah. So some really far out ideas, maybe really some interesting, really good ideas, but yeah, don't expect to be able to act on them or do anything much with them at the moment. But, you know, good time to refine and rework those ideas. 
Mm, exactly. So that is for what is it? Eastern Daylight Time. That will be at six twenty-seven a.m. and then at ten eleven a.m. Eastern Daylight Time, Jupiter is actually stationing retrograde. This is going to station retrograde uh, in Taurus. So wherever Taurus is in your um, natal chart, that's where all this Jupiter action is happening. Mm-hmm. When Jupiter is retrograde, sometimes you can feel a little bit because Jupiter is associated with luck and enthusiasm and generosity and um, just excitement, you know, that wanting to expand. So because it's retrograde, you may feel almost like not that your luck has run out, but like things just don't flow as easily. It's just kind of like you were really excited to, you know, do something and then it's just like, uh, you know, oh, God, it's going to take so long and it's going to do this and it's going to do that. And just almost like a, a balloon deflating. So, mm. Yeah, and, and Jupiter wants to look at the big picture. And, and this is going to, I think it's going to be harder to see the bigger picture uh, with this Jupiter retrograde because it's, you know, Jupiter wants to see the big picture, wants to, wants that overview, and it might be harder to see it or harder to acquire it. Yeah, and we've got, it's not super close to Uranus, but um, yeah, Uranus is in Taurus too. So that's kind of can be a edgy energy you know very could be a little bit unnerving i'm kind of glad that jupiter is retrograding and getting away from that uranus a little bit at least until next year sometime so yeah those those outer planets are so slow and it takes them so long to get over a degree that it's yeah it's nice when they move quicker okay then the next aspect is the sun conjunct retro mercury and, you know, this is, uh, this is what we call a Cassini. It usually is very hard on a planet to be so close to the sun. Although when it's directly on top of the sun, as we call a Cassini, it, it gives the, the planet, um, it's called the king's ear, as Linda has said it in the past, or, or in the king's room, where it's, it's like um, there's a turning point where you get some information and, or, or information is exchanged. This is the inferior conjunction. So Mercury is going back. It will come back directly over the sun again. So this is just, I think, trying to just address maybe some communication or mercurial issues, whatever those are. And those could be communications, those could be trade, those could be uh, education, those could be any kind of communication. So it gets some energy, it gets some, I want to say messages, but not really, you know, messages like, you know, pick up some milk on the way home, but it's, <laughs> it's kind of like, this is what we're going to be doing. So I think that's what this, that's what the inferior, uh, Kazemi does before it comes out and goes direct. Yeah, insight, I think, is a good word for that Kazemi, particularly with this Mercury. It's in a really good condition. Well, apart from the fact that, you know, <laughs> uh, it's retrograde. But, yeah, it, it's in a sign where it does really well. It could be very insightful. Still got to, once the Kazemi passes, get, you know, through the other eight degrees of being combust and uh, then another seven degrees of being under the beams. 
we can't see it at the moment. So it could be a good time to kind of, you know, put those plans into action or think about them, rework them, look at them from a different angle, make sure that everything says it should be. And you've got that Mercury in Virgo, so it's very detail-orientated, good time to just really get down to brass tacks, I suppose, just make sure everything says it should be. Doesn't mean it's going to go smoothly, but... That's what the retrograde period's for, to find those little things that need to be addressed, fix the hiccups, you know. Yeah. Mm. And where Mercury or, or where Virgo is in your chart is going to show you where that those changes or that where this Mercury is at. So and where where which part of your life it's going to be affecting this Mercury retrograde. Yeah, yeah. Then the next aspect is the sun trine retro Jupiter. You know, this is a trine is, is free flowing energy. It's, it makes it very easy to do. The sun never goes retrograde. So we don't have to worry about that one. <laughs> Meeting with up with Jupiter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we would all have to really hang on if, if that ever happened. Um, but, you know, uh, when the sun is trining Jupiter, it's, it usually asks for you to expand your mind. It expands um, benefic uh, qualities to your life. It's also considered, you know, being very lucky to have this happen. With Jupiter being retrograde, this could, you know, not go as planned. Yeah. But you are, I think this, this is a great time to like, with, with Jupiter retrograde, um, trining the sun, this is a good time to reevaluate your, your life path. Yeah. So whatever you were thinking of doing, this is a good, this is, a, this is, this is, this is helping you to um, decide whether you should do it or not. Hmm. Yeah, that Jupiter is usually pretty enthusiastic and optimistic. It could be that you're not as enthusiastic and optimistic as you usually would be. You know, there's an expression, you make your own luck. Not that I necessarily believe that, but, you know, there is something to be said for being in the right frame of mind when opportunities present themselves. And it could be, you know, it may be a little bit harder to kind of overcome a little bit of pessimism or a little bit of reluctance to take a chance. But yeah, you may be just less, just not seeing the bright side as much, but you know, hopefully it may be, you know, look, this should be good. It is retrograde though. Jupiter's retrograde. There's no getting around that. It's newly retrograde. You know, the sun's just had that Kazemi with uh, Mercury and just prior to that we had the Mercury Jupiter trine so you know a few days back you had Mercury and Jupiter get together and they're like oh you know some really good ideas maybe you know you kind of then get a little bit discouraged about how much actual energy it's going to take it's just interesting yeah you could I was going to say, this is, this is, this is like, you know, I want to plant a garden and I only have the energy to take care of like a 10 by 10, but I bought enough plants for like a hundred by a hundred mm, you know, yeah. square foot garden. And that, that, that's, that's something that this would also mm. have you do is, is do that over more than what you had thought. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's so you have to keep your own boundaries. <laughs> yeah, that Mercury is going to be combust. I mean, I know we're not talking about the uh, Mercury Jupiter anymore, but it's kind of like you had Mercury and Jupiter together in the trine, you know, it's like, oh, yeah, great idea, da 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 da. Then, you know, Mercury's had that meeting with the sun and feels like, you know, maybe some great ideas additional to that. And, but now here's the sun and Jupiter. It could go overboard. Maybe you just don't see the pitfalls at this time. Or it could be that, you know, you just lack in the enthusiasm. I kind of get the impression for a lot of people, this will be like, yeah, you're all revved up and excited. And yeah, now's here kind of like, uh. So although there's only six aspects for this whole period, it, it's not that there's a lot of things, a lot of change, but there is a lot of change. There's a lot of things that are going to be changing in, in, in the lives of a lot of people just because of the retrogrades and the way they're connecting. Mm. It seems like it, it seems like a full month. It, it <laughs> certainly does. Yeah. But we're recording this when Mercury is, has it actually retrograde yet? It has retrograde. It retrograded last night at about four o'clock in the afternoon. So it's Thursday morning on the 24th hmm. of August. So yeah, we are almost done 24 hours of Mercury being retrograde. So mm. <laughs> it's close enough. It's close enough to that, you know, that really slow part where it's, it, it starts to go retrograde and it's, yeah <laughs> definitely hitting us mm -hmm. we should have we were going to record yesterday and i got my times all mixed up so yeah it's going to be a fun retrograde <laughs> mm. well, hopefully and, and then we have it's a big jump too because we've got the sun trying retro jupiter on the 8th and then we have the new moon in virgo but not until the 14th so that's six days that's great yeah yeah just a week of chaos well hopefully not hopefully yeah it'll be a little bit easy uh, all those changes happen within one week and you know we're talking about you know the the tail end of August all the way to the 14th of September. And there's really only one week with all, all those aspects in it. So from basically September 3rd, which is a Sunday on the East Coast, to that Friday, there's all that energy. It is the moon that we're only dealing with. And those those ones, you know, go by really, really fast. But if we can just hold our breath and breathe through the the 3rd through the 8th, we'll be good. And just remember, you know, with Mercury retrograde in general, it's always good to reread, so you've got the right details. If you're going somewhere, you know, make sure you know the right way. Factor in extra time. If you're traveling, you know, make sure you've got your passport or whatever you need and just recheck. Exactly. Our airport just closed last night. Mm. And, and it would be helpful if you if you check the you know, it's a Mercury, Mercury retrograde started yesterday afternoon. We had three inches of rain last night. The airport is shut down. And so call, you know, the airport and make sure that things are open. And mm -hmm. just exactly as Linda had said, it's not that you have to stop, you know, traveling or signing documents, but make sure that you're 
you're calling, you're making sure that it's still on time. It's still going to leave. It's, you know, reread those pages that you have to sign and, you know, mm -hmm. just do that extra little bit while this Mercury is in retrograde, as Linda has always said, that's the way that's going to, it's going to help you get through that. Mm -hmm. You know, if you're going on a long trip, take your car into the mechanic, check those fluids, you know, make sure that, you know, kick the tires, make sure that everything's fine. Make sure you have air in the spare or, you know, whatever you do with and that. And travel insurance. Um, but yeah. <laughs> if you yes. Overseas. You should have that all the time anyway, but. <laughs> yes. And sometimes <laughs> it can't be avoided, you know, but like, yeah, it, it's just, if you know, you know. You know, mm. which is nice. Mm, mm. exactly why we do these well and then we're going to have the new moon in virgo what's that 14th of september at 21 degrees which is that's interesting. interesting that's where mercury stations mercury stationed retrograde at 21 degrees in virgo huh that's interesting because mm. it's going to be happening that that new moon in virgo is going to be happening exactly when mercury is stationing to go direct yeah yeah so this will it's be this, very mercurial it's a very weird mercury retrograde in general yeah because hmm. i mean for the new moon to happen exactly at the same degree that Mercury, who is now stationing in eight degrees, and all the we've had a couple of other planets that stationed at eight degrees when they were retrograding, not necessarily in, in Virgo, but they were at eight degrees when they retrograded. Um, yeah, to be at eight degrees when that new moon is happening in Virgo, a new moon. So this might be really interesting, maybe something uh, throughout this whole Mercury retrograde period because it's stationed that's where it's stationed retrograde at 21 degrees virgo maybe with it stationing direct you know new moons are about new beginnings new starts yeah whatever's happening there maybe there's a big idea new beginnings new starts to do with wherever virgo is in your chart it's with its ruler because virgo is ruled by mercury this mercury is uh with it it's what we call co-present it is stationing mm, interesting it's in aversion to mars which is a good thing mars can't harm it it is opposite saturn but not by degree jupiter is trying it that's nice but venus is in aversion it's in the sign next to it venus and mars are in signs next to virgo venus is in leo and mars is in libra so straddling it but it's like they're in the peripheral vision so they can't see it hmm. new moon making a trine to pluto but it is seven degrees away and yeah and it's in opposition to, to the to neptune mm, yes Makes me wonder how realistic these ideas are. But I mean, you know, it's in Virgo. If anyone can pull it off. <laughs> Interesting. But yeah, I reckon, yeah, whatever you've been grappling with in ideas, communications, thinking, learning to do with, you know, whatever Virgo is during this retrograde we've just had. Yeah, maybe you'll be raring 
to get going on whatever new ideas that's brought forth or maybe there's some illumination of um, whatever you need to do with whatever house topics are associated with Virgo for you in that natal house. Very interesting. (laughs) Where can people find you and what services are you offering? People can get a hold of me at uh, com. That's my website. I have a blog posted there every week usually um i also have i that's where i also have my articles that i write about the stones the um, services that i offer are natal readings a year ahead as well as horary um, electional as well if you have surgery dates coming up i am going to start uh, to offer medical and chart rectification which is if you don't know your birth time because so many people that i have come across don't know their birth time and if, 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 in my thought is if you can, if you know your, your sun, your moon and your rising sign, you, if you can support those, it's, um, it's good for, uh, health reasons and, uh, I'd be able to better work with them. I also do, um, energetic healing with stones. Uh, if you have experienced trauma, if you are embarking on a new, um, venture and want support with that uh, the energetic healing is 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 does support that mm. and linda where can people get a hold of you and what do you offer uh i'm at scullywag astrology uh that's astrology.scullywag.com i offer natal readings year ahead readings and relationship readings oh like that very but- nice yeah thank you for listening um we appreciate your likes your shares your comments we really like the comments so yeah um maybe you've got some interesting ideas for your mercury retrograde be really interesting to hear um yeah but hope uh hope this past week hasn't been too crazy for you all because it's been a bit like eh, for us hasn't it donna (laughs) it has yeah some of them are (laughs) self-inflicted but um yeah it's interesting we were saying that you know sometimes you know you you do the reading and you kind of say oh you know this all looks like it's going to be lovely and then it's just like "Eh," because it comes down to your individual chart even though it might look like really lovely weather you know when it comes down to your actual personal chart sometimes it's just hitting things in it and it's just like oh my and um sometimes mm. you know you get you kind of look at something and you think oh that's a bit nasty but you just sail through it because you know your chart's not kind of making any contact with it anyway i hope it's a lovely full moon in pisces and uh yeah take care ciao thank you <laughs>